there are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. C go away. Go I, I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Heart Podcast. I am your host, Kat Ward. You can find me on the second and last Sunday of each month on Podbean and YouTube. You can also find the show on New Lantern Media, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you find fine podcasts. Paranormal Heart provides a safe place for people to share their paranormal experiences, whether it's ghosts, aliens, dogmen, sea monster, or even gnomes. This is a place to discuss what you have encountered. Folks, can you believe it? The end of 2020 is almost here. It's just around the corner, and it's been one heck of a ride for the world. I do hope that 2021 will be better. I just want to say that I hope you will all be safe during the holiday season. Here in Ontario, our provincial government has asked us all to celebrate virtually with family and friends, and I don't know if that's going to bode well with a lot of people. They only want us to physically celebrate with people that are living in our own household. I have to say, I do know people who will not abide by these rules. With COVID-19 on the rise here, no matter what you choose to do, please be safe. This episode's shout-out goes to my wonderful listeners in Saudi Arabia. I appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening. In episode 49, my guest has had a few terrifying encounters with what we call the dog man. She braves these terrifying memories and shares them with us. I introduce to you, author of Nightmare in the Woods, Christine Ann. Hello, Christine. Welcome to Paranormal Heart. Hi, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you doing? We're doing good, living it up here in Arizona. Ah, uh, so I take it you don't get any snow like we're getting right now while uh, we're recording? <laughs> Not in Arizona, anyways. We get anywhere from three to four inches every time it snows. Oh, We had okay. our big snowstorm two weeks ago now. Okay. And it totally destroyed my front yard. Oh. Um, I think they said they were in excess of 35 miles per hour. Wow. And for everything, it tore up in my yard. Mm -hmm. All my ceramic stuff is still standing. Really? Go figure. That's odd. Yeah. Some I really tough ceramic. History, but <laughs> my uh, sculptures are still standing. Oh, wow. I have no explanation. Yeah. Maybe it was a paranormal storm. <laughs> yeah, just aiming for my casiba that made me happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'm really anxious to hear about your encounter because you are the first person that I speak to on the show that's actually had, well, it's not entirely true. I've had other guests talk about Dogman before, but I've never dedicated an entire episode to Dogman. So this is really intriguing for me. And um, I really can't wait to hear your encounters and hope that they weren't too scary for you. Actually, you know, the first two weren't overly frightening, mm -hmm. but the last two, um, they left a little bit of PTSD, to be honest. Um, when I first moved back up here, I was actually terrified every mm -hmm. time I heard a coyote waiting to hear that other telltale sign, that sound that I had heard. But so far, so good. So how different do they sound from uh, coyote to, uh, to dogman? Um, it was a deeper type of, like, a, I want to say growl because it's not really a growl, but it's it's not like a cross between a growl and a howl, mm -hmm. and it's it's a little bit more deep, and it seems like it lasts longer, too. Hmm. Uh, what usually happened when we were having experiences with um, the, the creature being in the yard up here, because I was living with um, my grandmother a few streets over and down by the creek, um, we would notice every year when the deer would come in the spring and in the winter, uh, grandma insists on feeding them, which is going to bring predators. I've explained this to her multiple times. She don't get it. All she thinks about is the deer starving. Um, so every year the coyotes go away. Um, we notice the javelina go away. And then all of a sudden there'll be a drop in the population of the deer. And sometimes we find parts of them here and there, and sometimes we don't. Um, we've had the fence torn out. I had claw marks on my door. Um, it got to the point where I actually got a hunting rifle and was keeping it underneath the bed. Wow. And um, But let's go back a while, and let's, let's start from the beginning, and, and we'll talk about the first two, because yes, like I said, please. they weren't as frightening. Mm -hmm. But I also was a lot younger. <laughs> um, and stupid about the world. First, you should know a little bit about me. I am the craziest person ever. My home is the woods. I love being outdoors in the woods. From the time I was a little girl, we'd go camping, fishing, uh, hiking. My parents loved to do that kind of stuff. And I not, never ever thought anything about just wandering off into the woods by myself. I think I started when we were in Florida, and even today, I like to go off by myself, go fishing, and do stuff like that. Um, and this particular day, the first one, I think was in either late 70s, early 80s, my younger brother and I were visiting with one of my half-older brothers, and we were at his place um, in West Virginia. And we had this unspoken rule. If I'm going to go vine swinging, which is popular there, you just cut a vine off from one of the trees and swing out over the mountainside and back, and it's kind of fun, right? Mm -hmm. It's only fun if the tree don't break. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I found that out. That's why we had this rule that he cuts the vine, because he knows what a widowmaker is because he's a firefighter, mm -hmm. and I didn't because I wasn't one then. I do now. <laughs> they teach you that in fire science, um, where to stand in various places during the fire so you don't get yourself killed. Um, so I had gone into the shed, I got a little hatchet, and down a little bit of a vine onto this tree. And was, we were swinging out, we were actually swinging for quite a while, and suddenly it just gave way. And I was way up over the mountain and just went, oh. and I went tumbling down and tumbling down. Tree went one way, I went the other way, which is a good thing because I got stopped by a rather big boulder. Oh. And as I was coming to, I, I saw this, what looked like a giant size, um, what do you call those things? Hyena mm -hmm. with little spots on his face. And it was down on his hunch. And um, I tilted my head and it tilted its head. And I thought, oh, that's cute. It's copying me. Um, it seemed very curious about me. And then I caught a whiff of something that just smelled god awful. And in the book, I compared it to a rotted hamburger meat. Because um, earlier that day, I'd been opening a bag of meat and it reminded me of that smell. Mm -hmm. It was just awful. And... Um, it didn't seem all the concern I was there. It was just seemed curious. 
I was curious about it. But then the two dogs came down, and they were two Doberman pinchers, and they were two very big Doberman pinchers. Um, and they got it all riled up, and it stood up to its full height, and I realized just how big it actually was. It was between um, five and a half feet to six, easy. Um, compared to the other ones, i say it probably was not an adult. Um, was it standing on two legs or four? Yeah, it, it was leaner. It didn't have as much hair. Mm -hmm. It had little tufts of hair on his ears. Um, the other one did too. This one's just on the ears, whereas the other one had some around the ears. Um, and that was the one thing they both had in common is they had a hyena face. Um, when it heard someone calling for me, it just took off. And I remember one of them saying that they had found a den or what they thought was a den. And then when my cousin and my cousin, my sister-in-law and um, brother were talking about it, it was like, yeah, we went back to explore it, but it had been destroyed. So if it had been an actual den or not, I don't actually know. Hmm. And that was the first encounter. Like I said, not all that terrifying. It was curious. I was curious. That was about the end of it. No, what? Um, what I noticed the most was the face, because it had a hyena-like face, but with blue eyes. Oh. And it had these little tufts of hair along mm -hmm. its ears. It was just so cute. Um, mm -hmm. But um, it didn't seem very threatening. It did not come off threatening. And I seen it when I was being carried up. I saw, like, a trace of it, and that was it. Um, but a few days after that, something was trying to get into the trailer, and we ended up calling Big Brother to come home from work as a paramedic and firefighter so he could get whatever it was away from the trailer because it was just banging all over the trailer, making noise. And um, I wrote about it in the book as being happening at the second person's house because I did change places, events, and such like that, names. Um, some of the people are now no longer with us. Um, and I wouldn't want people going around the area where he used to live because it, in the long run, he ended up moving away. Hmm. Um, some people just think that area is cursed. I can't say I disagree at this point. Um, the second encounter happened not long after. I started having a lot of nightmares when I was out um, at the hospital and doing better because I had broke my arm, a uh, few ribs, had a concussion from my fall. And um, my, my grandma said, hey, will you take this up to Mrs. Gretchen? And I said, yeah, sure, why not? You know, you know, a different location, different mountain. Down the holler, wasn't scared. I had been walking these roads my entire life. Of course, I was only somewhere between 10 and 13 at the time. I think I was pretty 13 at the time, uh, 13 or 14. And um, I started up the road, and I started feeling like I was being watched. You know, and then got caught up in the beauty of the day and the, um, there were these wild roses growing. I thought they were real pretty and berries and I'd stop and pick a few berries going up and I had cornbread and beans and stuff like that and I start to feel like something was watching me again. I got to Mrs. Gretchen's. I dropped the goodies off and she invited me inside and I went in, chatted for a while with her and headed back out. And she had suggested I call my grandfather. I said, I'm not worried about it. I'll be home before dark. But me being me, I had to stop and stare at everything and gag and ghoul. And so I head off back home, and I get that feeling something's following me again. And my heart starts beating in my chest really hard. It's, uh, it was just a very intimidating feeling. I heard something break a couple of times in the woods. And I tell myself, oh, it's just the trees. You're being panicky. You know, your, your imagination's taking over with you. So I kept going. I got down to about the post office, and I heard this sound, and next thing I know, this big tom turkey comes out of nowhere right over the top of my head, <laughs> and I hit the dirt. Okay, it was like 747 going over the back of my head, and my heart's <clears throat> pounding like crazy inside of me, and I'm trying to get up while laughing my Heidi off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm in the middle of the road. <laughs> it's like, God, it's, this, it's a turkey the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I looked up and next to a tree, it's this thing that looks like a hyena, much bigger than the first one, more like between six and seven feet tall. And he has like a little ring around his ear of these same little turfs that was inside the other one's ear. 
Um, his eyes were blue, no spots that I could see, but his chest was bigger, his waist was lean, and he was hairier. His hair was like really loose, and it kind of freaked me out. And so I bolted. I ran through Ambrina's yard, around this way, on Grandma's house, and then up through the little bridge, up into the house, slammed the door, locked the door, ran into the room under the bed. Just boom, like that. Yeah. I didn't mention that part in, in the book, but you get the idea when you read the book that, mm-hmm. yeah, I was a little more frightened. This is twice I'd seen this thing. And things got bad enough that they sent me home to Arizona. Um, so, yeah, that was in the 80s. We didn't move here until 81. So, I just um, wanted to ask uh, real quick, when you say that the, the, the height, were they standing on two feet or were they standing on four feet, four legs? Were they bipedal? or The first one started out... Yeah. The first one started out, he was on four. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was on four, he could have been, he was bigger than me, and I was, I was four foot eleven. Um, the second one was, automatically I saw him on two. Mm-hmm. And I think I've said this before, when people ask me, it's hard to determine his height because he was actually standing on the hill, on the, okay. on the mountainside itself. Mm-hmm. He never moved from the position when he came out from beneath the tree. He just stood there and watched me. Um and um, I believe he had the same bluish color eyes that the other one had, too. Um, most of the people I've talked to who have had experiences in West Virginia, they actually describe a white uh, wolf-like creature mm-hmm. um, with red eyes. Some say blue, but most of the time it's red eyes. I've never heard another one say hyena. Um, the only other place I've heard of hyena-looking ones in that general area are actually the land between the lakes oh. in Kentucky, I believe that is, or Tennessee. Yep. I, I'm not sure. Um, I can't remember where that is. And Yeah, I'm trying to remember which it is, but I know it's nearby. Um, it borders West Virginia. Um, so I'm not going to discount that as a possibility because uh, I know what I saw. It's just... Um, Usually hyenas themselves are more aggressive, mm-hmm. but this particular creatures that I see, neither of them were overly aggressive. Um, both appear to be more curious. Um, I don't even know what to make of my, my third encounter or even how to express it. Um, at this point, though, do you have any questions about the earlier ones? I was just wondering on the uh, color of the fur, were they very similar to the hyenas? Uh, because it was, um, the first one was hidden by the canopy of the, the woods. To me, it looked like, um, a cross between light brown and reddish brown Mm -hmm. for, for both of them. They were very well blended in to the surrounding area where they were. And those are the two primary colors of that area. Mm -hmm. It's like a light brown, white, and reddish browns, um, for foliage. Um, of course you have the green too. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in terms of the, the bark color of the trees, the ground, stuff like that, th- that's very common for that area. They blended in very well with their surroundings. Very well Whereas camouflaged. Whereas the two here in Arizona, yeah. no, they didn't. Hmm. They didn't blend in very well at all. Hmm. Did you have a sense um, of intelligence when you saw them? Yeah, they were definitely hmm. curious. Mm-hmm. And that's basically all they were. Um, either or of them could have scared the crap out of me. Well, I was scared anyways, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more because what made me frightened was the idea that a dog could stand up on two legs. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it wasn't that I didn't have a dog that I danced with every mm-hmm. once in a while, but that dog could stand on its legs for maybe five minutes. This one was standing and walking on its legs. Yeah, dog can't that do was that. <laughs> I think the first one take a few steps when the dogs get nasty with it, and it's like, he can walk on his feet. I'm getting the hell out of here. And then I remembered that I was injured and I wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But that was the interesting part. Is I heard someone calling my name. He left. I don't think he meant me any harm. He just wanted to make sure nothing else harmed me either. Hmm. Um, I didn't sense anything negative from either of them. What I did sense was my own fear and irrational behavior and seeing them, though. Mm-hmm. Any um, um, any strong odors from them? Like um, when people talk about Bigfoot yes. encounters, they have that that distinct smell. 
Yes, they they have that as yeah. well. Can you describe? Yeah, can you try and describe do. the smell a little? Um, it has kind of like a cross between rotted meat and I don't want to say wet dog because that doesn't sound right. <laughs> mildew, mildew. That mildew. does sound okay. right. Yeah. Mildew. It had a very odd scent to it. Mm-hmm. It's it's very difficult. Um, the first one was too far off, but the second one, he reminded me. Have you ever been in a nursing home? Oh, yes. And you get that smell in some of the rooms that are just about to knock you out. Yes. Okay, it was like that, only worse. Oh, that's very unpleasant. <laughs> it was. It was. It was just awful. Um, hmm. You know. Um, but it was also visible that he had eaten something recently too. Mm. So that could be part of the smell. Because um, it was in his, like I say, he was really shaggy furred compared to the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what was disappointing about the other two experiences is that I was so terrified. I, I mostly, reg- what registered was eye color, the, the um, color of them in particular. But we'll go into that in a minute because I'm sure you might have more questions that you want to ask. Yeah, well, the um, when you have an encounter like that, it's very difficult to actually stand there and take note of every definition of the creature that you're looking at. So um, unless you're actually trained in something like that, um, I've found that most people, when it's usually eyes that they remember or the smell or the, the color of the fur or, or anything like that, um, can you describe the um, the 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 muzzle? Did it have like a like a snout, like a like a hyena? Yeah, like a hyena. But yeah, it had teeth. I mean, it, dog things were a bit longer. The canines. Than what I was expecting. Oh, really? Yeah, the canines. Hmm. I can't remember what you called them. My apologies. <laughs> no yeah, worries. The canines, these two right here, are a bit longer than what they should have been. Hmm. But you know that be for what that species has. But I remember thinking that with both of them. So, ooh, what big teeth you got! Oh, you know, yeah. Uh, more so with the later encounters, though. Hmm. Because that that was pretty much what I was looking at. Yeah. <laughs> teeth at first. <laughs> Almost like uh, um, I, <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> oh, Jesse, this this was just terrifying. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, could you tell me again where the two first encounters ha- uh, happened again? One Was one in Florida? One was in West, the both were in West Virginia. These were, okay. I'm going to say 25 miles apart, mm-hmm. but you're on two separate mountains. Okay. One's on top of a mountain. Um, we call it, well, I can't tell you where it is, um, <laughs> because um, I don't want people going exploring the area. Yeah, that could be um, dangerous. I want them to respect these beings too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think we knew enough about them to be going out hunting them, which is what people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it in <clears throat> badly for people who go out and hunt them. Not in terms of the dogmen, but because they do something stupid, they get themselves killed. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a report from somebody thought they were having dogman problems. Got so worked up, he ended up shooting himself in the foot. Oh wow. And what, what it was it wasn't a dogman, it was a bear. Mm. He lives in he lives in um grizzly bear country and it never occurred to him it might just be a grizzly. So mm. and when we go when we talk about people, you know, oh what did it look like? Why didn't you take a picture? I'm gonna take a picture of something that's scaring the <laughs> crap out of me. The first two I can say, Oh well, you know, cell phones didn't exist, sorry. But that was the first question I got when I was talking about this. So why didn't you take a picture? I don't know. I was too busy peeing myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the last thought in your, that you that goes through your mind is I better get a picture. Yeah. I took pictures of the damage it did, but mm-hmm. it didn't occur to me to take pictures of the thing at the time because I couldn't move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've I've actually had some pretty interesting comments. But that was the one that took the cake from me. No, I, I, I'm scared. I'm not going to move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a good sense of humor about it now, but I didn't at the time. Uh, just referring back when we are talking about Land Between the Lakes, the LBL, um, it, it is Kentucky. I had to look it up. <laughs> it was it was irritating me. 
Yeah, it, I, I was pretty sure it was Kentucky too. Yeah. Um, when I first read the stories out of there, and their um, their creatures look a lot like from accounts that I've been told about. They have the um, hyena face too. And in one account, he even was wearing clothes. And someone says, well, why would one wear clothes? I said, well, they're highly intelligent. Maybe it was cold. Mm. <laughs> you know, Maybe. how do I know? I, was, I can't think like a dog man, mm. you know, but I can speculate. And that was the closest. And, and two, they are highly, highly intelligent. They see humans wearing clothes. Maybe they want to know what it was. I had one woman who, who had a, um, I think it was a Bigfoot experience. Yeah, Bigfoot. Um, in California, and she said he just wanted to fill her jeans. Really? I was like, okay, that, that's creepy. Kind of just probably you know, curious as to what, the, what she log. was wearing. Yeah. Yeah, she's up in the, I think she's Sequoia's, uh, Sequoia National Forest. She sat down a log, and all of a sudden something started feeling her leg. And she looked up, and there's this little Bigfoot filling her leg, just went to touch her jeans. Oh, wow. And since he realized that she was, you know, watching him, he just went, uh, and walked off. Oh. <laughs> but still, that idea would have creeped somebody out. Yep. Definitely. What do you, what do you think Dogman is? That was the second one I heard about, but the other one I read about in somebody's book. Mm-hmm. So, because um, I, I started studying cryptids, um, 19... 72 trying to make sense of Bigfoot exist or not was disappointed in, in, in Nessie there for a while um, And of course I lived in Florida too, so I grew up with legends of Bigfoot and the skunk skunk ape And I want to know if they were yeah. in a riot and how the Arugulu fit into that because I visited my my uncle in um, Louisiana mm -hmm. and the whole time we were there you can hear howling and it was the same deep type of howling that I heard on my front porch so, I mean, sorry, my loft porch. Um, and it kind of reminded me of that. So I've just been diving into book after book after book after book and talking to as many um, eyewitnesses as I can. But I find it really hard that, to find people who want to talk about these subjects. Yep. Because of fear of um, being thought that they're crazy. Exactly. And that was one of the so. main reasons why I wanted to start this show is because there's people all over the world having these weird encounters and knowing that other people are experiencing them as well helps them. And if they can find like-minded people um, who have had these experiences and maybe they can open up a little bit more and start talking about them and uh, perhaps maybe we can start doing a little bit more research about them. That's what I would hope um, by doing these books. Uh, mm -hmm. I have enough almost for a second book on Dogman and Bigfoot because they're the combination of two. And what I'm hoping is by telling more people's story, people will come forward and say, yes, this happened to me too. Mm -hmm. And we can do more research <clears throat> into why sometimes they attack and why sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. um, I do believe they do attack humans. Um, I believe it's part of the reason that they would more than likely do an attack our first reaction as human beings is seeing something that looks like a werewolf, and they are compared to a werewolf, mm -hmm. except for one case I heard of, um, would be to pick up a gun, grab a rifle, shoot at it, and you're going to make it mad. Mm -hmm. So what's its reaction going to be? It's going to attack. Apart. Yeah, exactly. I mean, nails are thick. They have very long nails. They're at least, what, two, three inches long. They're made for slicing and dicing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what, what was the territory mm -hmm. they may not like you being in their territory and want you gone maybe there's an overture I know in one Native American legend you can give it tobacco and sweet grass and show gratitude towards it and then they're not as aggressive um, another one is never go into the woods angry they don't like it if you go into the woods angry mm. um these are just some of the speculations I've heard over the years. Um, yes, some of the speculations that I've heard is uh, some people firmly believe that these creatures aren't necessarily um, aggressive, but if you have a weapon on you or if they have young ones with them, um, then they're going to try and protect their young. 
but if you encounter one and you, because I've heard so many encounters that if you do not fire at them with whatever firearm that you ha you're carrying with you, if you don't attack first, uh, most of the time they just kind of go about their business and just leave you alone. Um, but there are some instances that I have heard that they just attack but that could be because maybe they're in the middle of hunting and you're in their hunting ground, or like I said, they're protecting their young. Um, it's it's just so dif difficult to be able to understand their, if there's rhyme or reason there. Well, too, another thing you have to look at is that they appear to be canine, but they also appear mm -hmm. to be part uh, primate. And in both cases, in chimpanzees, Mm -hmm. And in wolves, we're going to use those as examples, they have gangs, they have packs. Mm -hmm. And when they're young, particularly when they're young, um, we'll call them juveniles because they're not infants, so they're juvenile age. Mm -hmm. And um, this is true with sharks too. When they're at that age, um, they get into these like gang mentalities, um, not the shark, but the shark will do what I'm going to say. And that is they will eat when they're hungry and they will circle out and whatever's available. Mm -hmm. Because if they're not fitting in with their normal pack and they separate from their pack and they're still young, then they're gonna take whatever they can find. But I still firmly believe the main reason is we're either a threat to the young, they're hunting, mm -hmm. or we pulled a weapon on them. Yep. And they're not stupid. So they're gonna react with violence if you're showing them violence. But I also think that um, to a large part too, these juveniles in like a little gang pack will attack humans. Um, one of the stories of the land between the lakes, there is no way possible that it was just one. It would have had to have been multiple ones. Mm -hmm. um, the other one I heard was, was definitely just one because they had an eyewitness. Um, he did a, a deathbed uh, confection. And you have mm -hmm. to look at the documentary on that to know what I'm talking about. I don't want to give away too much, mm -hmm. but um, that seemed to be the the norm there. But for the most part, they're just curious. What do you think these um, creatures are? Are they are they a natural creature, or some people say that they're they're um, almost like uh, the military wanted to um, make their soldiers more aggressive, and they they were doing research with animal DNA, and this is the the outcome. What what what's your thoughts on this? Okay, so when you talk about animal DNA, um, let's start with plant DNA. It'd be easier for me to do that. Sure. When you talk about animal plant, um, DNA and plant DNA, when you're splicing, we can successfully splice uh, flowers to make mm -hmm. roses. We've seen this. Mm -hmm. You can successfully splice um, to make clones. We've seen this when it comes to uh, genes. But when you talk about making a dogman species, you cannot do it, okay? You can enhance them, you can mm -hmm. make them stronger, you can make them better, but you need the host animal. You must start with that host animal. You cannot, they didn't start Dolly without mm -hmm. Dolly. They yep. didn't start a rose from yellow to pink without that first rose. Mm -hmm. You cannot do a dogman without a dogman. Um, have they added to them? If they found a way, they they would have. Or they could just simply starve them. Mm. I mean, there's any possibility. Do I think the government knows about the dogmen? Absolutely. That's a conspiracy theory. Um, I can't say with absolute um, certainty beyond the fact that these animals have probably been around um, centuries because they're recorded back in date and time all the way to the 15th century. So for the, for the government to even do that, they would still need a host animal. Mm -hmm. That's just how it works. And that's given my understanding of, of genetics and biology, which actually, I'm not going to lie, I do have a fairly decent IQ. So. And your background, um, I can't remember if we started recording when you told us what you, what you did. I'm a paramedic. Great. <laughs> Just so the listeners can can know a little bit that you uh, you, you know, uh, 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 jeepers, sorry, getting tongue tied. Just so the listeners will know that you a little bit about your background. 
I've actually heard some people believe that these creatures have been around since even before humans, and um, they've just evolved and uh, extremely intelligent and uh, have been able to hide themselves from us for a very long time. So, I, so many speculations. I can, I can believe that with the Bigfoot, though. Mm-hmm. I can believe they've been around a long, long time and have changed very little they are very good at hiding themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they went looking for the beast of um, Bray Road, I think the reason they didn't find it is because it's not stupid. Yeah. If you know something, actually, I got to see this with animals that are stupid. Um, not as intelligent as these guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, every every hunting season, when it's hunting season, the deer, the, the elk, they just disappear. Yep. No trace. I think the same is true with these. But also I've had people t- uh, mention in, um, by way of conversation, places where they've found them hiding, um, how they covered their tracks hmm. without it, so that people know that they, they have the right to choose who knows they're there. Mm-hmm. But up until then, they pretty much stayed hidden. Um, one guy was feeding them weenies and potatoes. Oh, <laughs> okay. Apparently they really like <clears throat> Apparently they let, they yeah. what, sorry? You... Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, they said weenies, potatoes, and apples. And apples. And yeah. that kind of makes sense. They, they get water from the apples. Mm-hmm. Water's from the potatoes, and it's very substantial. Um, kind of weird for a primate to eat something like that. I can't imagine I can't imagine a chimpanzee eating a hot dog. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I Maybe if they're hungry they, enough. They speculate about whether or not Bigfoot even eats meat. And this guy was saying that, you know, he, sold them, he saw them stealing cattle. So it's like, okay. Hmm. You know, that hmm. works for me. Hmm. No. So like I said, I, I've read so many books on this now. I, I, it's hard to... I have to actually look at my notes sometimes. Like, oh, this is who I heard this story from, and this is who I... But a lot of times they won't give me their names, mm-hmm. just give me the circumstances. So that makes it even more interesting. And there are times when I just have to check out the spot and area if it's close enough to me. And the other spots, are what I will do is bring up the history mm-hmm. to see if there's been a lot of men sightings or a lot of um, Bigfoot. Like, I know Bigfoot sightings... Out the Indian, Washington, California, um, Skunk Ape, um, Boggy Creek, I think is another one in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. These are all areas that are hot spots for, for Bigfoot that are known. Um, we have the Mogollon Monster here in Arizona. I don't think um, I've heard of that one. Seven, oh, huh? Hmm. I don't think I've heard of that one. Right I haven't. I, what, okay, what? so the Mogollon Monster is nearly seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Stinks really bad. Um, muskweed is what they compared him to. Okay. Um, he he goes along the rim. Now the rim is 240 miles. It's up high in elevation, very wooden. Um, this is where I went up to recently to see if I could find tracks, signs, anything. Um, very interesting area. Um, also, I was a lot of cougar tracks. Um, and I thought I had found a track, but when I got to looking, I had that ridge told me it was a bear instead. Hmm. Um, probably a black bear. What am I saying? Of course it's a black bear. We don't have grizzlies here. Um, <laughs> and the Mogollon monster is seen frequently by campers along the rim. And there's many, many stories. Apparently in 1950s or so, he scared a bunch of boys, Boy Scouts. And that's how he became a legend of Arizona. And it said that he travels from Payson all the way to Prescott, and that's about a hundred miles back and forth. And what and does up he and look down like? The rim. That's two hundred forty miles. What, do, what does and he look he's, like? He's actually described as a big a bigfoot. Okay. I'm sorry, hmm. I can't hear you. Oh, it's all right. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just wanted to know what it what it looked like in comparison to other uh, other creatures that you were t- discussing. But you just answered. Yeah, he's believed to be a bigfoot. Hmm. Yeah, he's Arizona's Bigfoot. That's what they call him. Okay. Yeah, I haven't been able to talk to anyone who's had an actual experience with him, mm-hmm. but I would love to. So, send it out there. 
Yeah, if, any, if, an, if anyone's encountered them and want to talk to her, just uh, reach out to me and I'll hook you up so you can talk to Christine. Because <laughs> I'm dying to hear stories about him. Yeah. And see Have if he's you, in relationship to the one at Stoneman and Apache Maiden. Because I find it, it's in the general area. Mm-hmm. Just distant. But they've always already established a, a long distance of sightings. Hmm. And I, of course, I would bring up the next question, is it the same species? I mean, yeah. same creature or multiple species? Mm-hmm. Have okay. you encountered any orbs or anything when you saw the, the dog man? Any what? Orbs, you know, like little balls of light? Because some people have, no. uh, some people have um, uh, mentioned that they saw orbs uh, shortly before or after enc- an encounter with Dogman or even Bigfoot. Um, apparently, that happens a lot at LBL as well. Yeah. Well, the first encounter is going to be hard because I had a concussion. I was erasing yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> the second one, I I was so scared I just ran for it. And the third and the fourth, which we can talk about here in a minute, I don't remember <clears throat> seeing anything beyond the eyes and the claws. And <laughs> what I'm going to tell you, it happened on the loft's porch. Um, they were truly terrifying. And after I was on, on on Vic's show, he pointed out something to me I did not remember at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, do you want to talk about that third encounter now? Oh, of course. Before you get to that, I was just wondering, when you mentioned about the scratches on your door, how high up was that? Well, that it was me- on the loft. That was on the fourth mm-hmm. and final one. Ah, okay. Um, well, I'm going to call it the fourth and final Okay, we'll, we'll wait we're We'll wait to get about. to that. Yeah, okay. I was actually on the second floor. Oh. Um, I was on the loft. I, I was having, I got forced to go live up in the loft. <laughs> <laughs> so please tell us about yeah, the third I encounter. I was that the general sets, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but I'll give you the lead into to this. Um, when I was going to EMS school, I stayed late to help a another EMT um, do some. I think it was book work and not skills. Um, and uh, we were having a hard time getting it there, but we finally managed to get it there, so he would pass the test. Um, the next day, and um, I drove home. I think it's between 11, a- 11 p.m. and 12 a.m., and I'm about ready to cross the bridge, and he's heard a dealer's coming across. So I stopped. I was afraid of hitting one. I was driving an F-150 pickup truck, which is very popular here in the States. I don't know about Canada. Here too, yep. And um, Oh, yeah, I love my F-150s. Um, and all um, I'm watching him go across, thinking, oh, wow, they're so beautiful. And I turn because one of them hit it. Oh. And I notice his head's turned back. And the next thing I know, this this big, hairy hand with long nails reaches out across my grill and takes it off. He turns, bites into it, blood splatters all over my truck, and I pee myself. (laughs) Because he rolls this big red eye back at me like, "Uh, what are you going to do about this? Yeah. And my heart's beating like really heavy in my chest and then he just snatches him off starts down towards the bridge where I have to go over to go home I was like mm, no yeah. and so I put the truck in reverse which was really stupid and I admit it but I was really scared and I just hauled butt right back up the hill on a blind curb got to Antelope zoomed down there went. I finally ended up at a gas station two miles away and I was fucking cigarette after cigarette trying to calm myself down I'm all wet I got some of the blood off my truck. Um, I had a huge dent in it. Um, what's believed has happened. I thought he, the deer just hit me. They think maybe he got thrown into my truck. Oh. And judging from the size of the dent, that's that's actually a possibility. Um, I did not think of that as a, ugh, gross. Get off me. Um, as a possibility. But um, that actually sounds more reasonable because they can't turn their heads back when they're running. Mm. And they would have no need to because they have excellent professional look. They can Peripheral? see good off the side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what having a stroke does to you. Sometimes your body just goes awake. Um, <laughs> but I, I finally went to my husband's house because we were separated at the time. And... Um, um, 
calmed down. But I, I went through. I left all the doors and everything. And I was like, okay, it was just a really ugly bear. That had red eyes and long nails. And that was that. Um, a few weeks later, Grandma and I stayed up late watching uh, Josh Brolin movies. Watched No Country for Old Men and Only the Brave. The one about mm-hmm. the 19 firefighters who died here in Arizona. And um, as it would happen... It was well past one, and I went to have a smoke before I went to bed. So I'm up in the loft, and there's no outside entry to the loft. Now, in the book, I said there is, but there isn't. Um, I heard something coming up the tree, and we've been having a problem with, well, I can't say a problem with a cougar. My cat brought her in when she was a cub. And when she started to look like a cougar, it's when I kicked her out. Oh. But she was still coming around. Yeah. yeah she still thought we were family. Yeah. So, um, I thought she was coming up. You know, she had to pray something. I didn't want to bother her. And so I ducked back in the house, and I locked the door just to be safe. So I'm expecting to hear a cougar, maybe in a bobcat. Instead, I start hearing the sounds of growling like a dog, a wolf, something like that. And I can't move. And both my dogs freak out and just leave me up there. Neither one of my dogs at the time would go up the stairs or down the stairs willingly mm-hmm. without mommy carrying them down. Yet they just, whoosh, down the stairs they went. And, um, oh God, this is still so hard to talk about. I finally crawled onto the ground and got, you know, curious enough to, to see what was outside. So I peeked out and there's this big, big werewolf staring at me. And I'm just like, my heart's breaking. I, I, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't scream. I just stared at it. And it had trashed my porch. It had broken my mirror, thrown my table and my chair off. Um, had no CPAP machine up there. It got tossed off. And uh, some mods and ends. I think I had some like bar lights or something I just didn't want in my room. Mm-hmm. So I threw them out there. They were smashed and broken. And his, his nose was huge. He had all these teeth. Huge ears pointed up, all black. With it was a full moon, you could just see the silver off of his chest. And oh wow! There was less hair on the chest. And when he put his hand up, and it did look more like a hand with nails, you could see the pads on his hands. And um, I didn't see the feet. I didn't get a chance to because all of a sudden, what we heard was the porch was giving way. Mm which gives me a good idea how much it weighed. Yeah. That means it weighed over 400 and something pounds. Um, the porch started to give way, and I expected him to find some other way to jump. And it was a he, by the way. Mm-hmm. You can tell that. Um, <laughs> I expected to to hear him, um, see him go down. Instead, he takes a fingernail, and this will give you an idea how smart they are. He opens the gate that leads out for maintenance work and just steps onto the roof and jumped off. And that was that. Meanwhile, I'm having a heart attack on the floor. Mm. He made such a fuss and, and was just so aggressive in his behavior. He really scared me. Unlike the first one I seen on the road, though, and it might have been a trick of the moonlight, his eyes were like bright, bright <coughs> yellow. Hmm. And um, I started having a lot of nightmares after that. Um, afraid he was come back because I was stuck up there. So when I got moved back to my room, finally, thank God. I thought it was over, but we could hear footsteps going up, and eventually we cut down that tree. What we didn't cut down was the front yard tree, because it never occurred to us he was using the front yard tree to come up and down. Ah. Um, the absolute last straw for me, and I just said I had to leave, was that little mountain lion I told you about. I found her dead on the edge of the property, was going to go tell Janice about it, turned back, and she was gone. Never did it occur to me until then that they came out into the day. I had not made a connection between what I saw before and those two because they didn't look alike. Mm. But now I, I, I know more about dogmen in general, and I know that they were the same thing, just different species. Mm-hmm. Kind of like dogs, so, uh, domesticate, kind of like domesticated yeah, dogs. There's so many different types. I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's kind of like domesticated dogs. There's so many different types. And there was a thing I said in my book, and it's in in there. We we've domesticated over what three hundred? Oh, no, that's sharks. Uh, Seventy nine different breeds of of dog. 
So let's think back. What what could Mother Nature do? Yeah. I firmly believe that these are natural beings of this earth, and I don't know why anybody can't see it. And I've seen so many different kinds of them um, on videos, and it's clear that they're not men in masks. Mm-hmm. Um, in some areas, they've busted their hairs, and they've not been able to find matches to anything known. Um, we're still discovering species. That's the other part. We are still to this day discovering new species, species we thought were dead. Another point I made in my book. We're finding out they're still very much alive. Yep. You know, these things happen every day. So it's not beyond the scope of uh, being able to believe that these things exist. I think it was in Vietnam. Say again? Oh, it's okay. I know you're having a very difficult time hearing me. Um, I remember a few years ago reading an article, I think it was in Vietnam, they thought there was this creature um, that had been extinct for centuries, and they see one coming out of the bush, and it it looks like a deer, but it was saber-toothed, and it had uh, stripes. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the what the what the name of the, the the animal is, but they thought it was extinct, and here it is, a live one that just came out of the jungle. So, uh, for sure, we don't even know what's out there, and we're still finding things in the Amazon too, mm-hmm. which is where one of these um, videos I've seen actually took place um, was in was in the um, South America, I think it was Brazil, and the guy was looking for it. Something had been bothering us home for a while, so he set up coyote call, and it came to the coyote call. One of the eyewitnesses I spoke to recently, for giggles, for lack of a better word, <laughs> him and his buddies read out doing wolf and coyote calls, and then the next thing they know is something with great big red eyes and pointy ears and looks like a giant-sized wolf on steroids comes out mm. of the bush. Let's just be stupid here, people. <laughs> You know, be careful what you want to. Be careful what you're calling. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And sometimes it's not done on purpose. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I loved is this uh, wolf expert was totally stumped when she saw a cast from um, an animal she could not recognize as being. Yes, it's a wolf. Uh, no, don't know what, what species. That had been hmm. following a hunter, and he came back into a cast of it. Hmm. What I can't remember is where I saw that. Um, it, it was a documentary of some sort, though. Oh, I do remember. It was a Time documentary on the Dogman. Ah, interesting. That was worth watching. Do you remember what it was called? Um, <sighs> Werewolves True or Not? Something like that. Or okay. Full Moon. But um, if you type in Werewolf and Time Magazine, you'll come up with it. Okay, That's what I did to, that to yeah. find it when it was brought to my attention. Yeah, I thought, it was, um, I thought it was fascinating overall because she was so certain that nothing like that could exist. Mm-hmm. And then she gets these prints. Um, and they also were able to dis, um, disprove some things as being fake because they found the people who actually made the videos. And there are people who will fake encounters and stuff like that, oh, um, sadly. And that yep. takes away from genuine people who have had encounters. Um, the questions I get asked the most in terms of the book is, <clears throat> why have you had this many experiences? I don't know. Wrong place, right time? <laughs> I, I feel it could be, I've, I've used this example countless times. It's like... I could be out for a walk in, in the woods and I could see all kinds of wildlife. I could see deer. I could maybe see a coyote. Um, we know they're there. Somebody else could go out in the woods in the exact same spot that I was at and they'll never see any wildlife at all. Just some people see things and some people don't. I There's no rhyme or reason, I don't think, but it's just some people do. I was surprised, you know, people like, oh, you lived in Florida. Did you ever say gator? I felt like, like, <laughs> duh. See <laughs> old Mary walking across the golf carts to go, you know, collect golf balls so she can go take them back to her nest and pretend like they're eggs. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> you know, some Christmas just seem really stupid at times. This one was not so much. Um, there's some people who believe that people who have magic will draw in mm -hmm. different entities and stuff like that, too. But I have no rational explanation. And it, and you're right. I wouldn't know when I'm out in the woods, I'm going to notice as much as I can. Because mm -hmm. if I'm out in the woods, then that's, I'm out there to commune with nature and be one with it and just enjoy being out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I find it extremely relaxing. Some people, uh, animals are just attracted to as well. Uh, it's nothing for wild animals, um, you know, chipmunks or even deer uh, come up to me if I'm sitting still uh, or just other dogs or cats or whatever, you know, animals just are attracted to me. Um, but other people, they just won't even approach them because of fear or whatever it is. But so I firmly believe that that's why some people encounter dogmen or Bigfoot or whatever. Um, they're just attracted to some people more than others. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. And that, and I'm only five foot one. Mm. I'm not really intimidating or, or frightening. <laughs> or so I've been told. <laughs> I don't know. I've met some. Uh, some oh. I've met some people that are five one, and I wouldn't want to mess with them. <laughs> oh, you don't want to make me angry, but you know, <laughs> illusions are everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dear, we are at the end already. Is there and yeah. is there any talk about the books too? Oh yes, please. I was just going to ask you. Do you want to talk about the books? Yes. Yes, please tell us about the <laughs> yes. books, where they can be found, and if they want to, if people want to contact you to discuss encounters that they've had, uh, where they can find you as well. Okay, first, um, my first book is about my dogman encounters. You will read the differences between the two, mm -hmm. um, but it's called Nightmare in the Woods by Christine Ann. And what confuses people is the spelling of Christine. Mine is spelled the German way, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-N-E, and A-N-N-E. Mm -hmm. Just to play on there, dad's European, mother's not. <laughs> <laughs> Both had to get their thing in there. Um, my last name is Kelly. Um, the second book is just released in November. It's called Exploring the Paranormal, Tales of the Supernatural and Unexplained. And they really were um, ghost stories, premonitions, um, um, power suggestion, vampires. The vampire story gave me a creeps. Oh wow! Um, witches, mm -hmm. witches, and just plain unexplained. I mean, just really weird. Um, but the guy who told me the story was so sincere, and. Um, the fact that it ended his relationship with that person tells me that he really honestly at least believed that this is something that happened. Mm -hmm. um, so that's it. The third book would be out in about a week. It's called Graham's Little Helper. It's a Christmas story. And I'll probably put a little hint of the supernatural in there too. Um, if they can read between the lines. The little granddaughter can sense that something's off. Mm -hmm. Um because it's based on a true story. It's based on my last Christmas with my grandmother. And I kept sensing that it was going to be the last one. The, everything just seemed off. Mm -hmm. And I was all six years old. Um, but even today at 52, I can remember her recipes and stuff because I did help her in the kitchen and stuff. Um, I had asked for a pair of shoes for that Christmas. Mm -hmm. I never had my own pair of shoes. I always had my cousin's handy-downs. There's 102 or 4 grandkids because there's 24 kids. Wow. Um, I had two wives in his lifetime. He lived to be 101. Grandma's lived to be 93. So if you think about it, I wasn't going to have that much time with her anyways. Um, both died of natural causes. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I had worn up my own shoes, and in the course of leading up to Christmas, I had given away two pair of shoes. And it wasn't that they weren't pretty or they didn't fit. It was that other people had needed them, 
and so I gave him the shoes. Mm. I was also convinced that if it was meant to be, it was going to happen because because of the whole thing that Gramps had said about the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while, really. I think I was much older before I actually read the passage that she she talked about, um, and that meant a lot to me. But also, it's just taking a break from the supernatural while I gather the, enough, enough stories to finish um, the fourth book, which is half written um, about the dogman and Bigfoot experiences from someone. And how you can reach him is actually on every book. I have my email address on it. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm also, um, you can follow me on my author's page on Amazon. Mm-hmm. All my books are available on Amazon Kindle and in paper book, paperback. Um, the first paperback, the print was kind of small. Mm-hmm. So if you can't read small, I suggest you get the Kindle version. You can download it onto your, your regular phone. It's great that way. Um, second book, much better quality. They did some changes and stuff to make it easier to use. So it's user-friendly now. Um, and I think overall I enjoyed this writing the second book more because it wasn't as painful as a, a go-through. Mm-hmm. But I tried to um, go with what my fans said about, you know, what we enjoyed was, you know, you did give us a little background and information about this and that leading up to, you know, our hearts being pounding, waiting to see what comes next. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little bit harder to capture that same thing in a Christmas book, but that was the idea. Um, when they talk about um, serotonin rush, I think that I'm probably giving them more of a dopamine rush. Mm. I'm giving them that absolute fear on both books um, at certain areas. I will also be adding the links in the show notes so people don't have to frantically search (laughs) it'll just be one click and uh boom they'll take them right to your books and uh they'll be able to contact you that would be great i i would love to hear from the fans and i mean i I actually call them readers um because that's really more or what they are the people who read me and i've already been linked to the likes of tom lyon and and melissa george and that's a huge compliment and when people say, hey, we felt your fear, that's an even uh, a bigger compliment. And I really appreciate everybody. I, I do. Um, I had wanted to write for a long time. And like I said, it's unfortunate it came down to getting sick to be able to do, to, mm. to have the time to do it. But um, unfortunately, life threw me a lemon and I made lemonade. Good for you. Well, thank you so very much for talking about your encounters. I really appreciate this. Um, I could tell that a couple of couple of times there, uh, you were getting a little uh, choked up because I think you were kind of remembering back to those encounters, and uh, I think you were starting to get a little bit more um, remembering the fears that you had as well. So I really, really appreciate this. Thank you so much. It really um, helps me, I know, to talk about it. But it does. It hammers my heart every time. Yeah. And I just have to, to to say to you, you have a beautiful face. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, to the listeners, we're talking on Skype and we're using uh, video. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blushing, I think. You have a warm face. No. I, I think that you're going to make a good host. Thank you. I would not be good at this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> So let's hope that other people yeah. with encounters will reach out to you. I really hope that um, so other people can uh, not keep it inside anymore um, because I know that it can be really destructive to someone uh, when they've had encounters with ghosts or dogmen or whatever uh, that they can't explain. And um, being able to talk about it with other people really, really helps. So, again, thank you so much. It's not you either if you've had an encounter with... Um, a ghost. I mean, even this person who said they they had the encounter with the the vampire. At mm-hmm. first, I I was like, okay, um, can you tell me about it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he he ended up telling me that it what happened to his sister and explained to me the mysterious circumstances of her death. And I looked it up, and he wasn't lying. She died from massive blood loss. Oh wow! And she she, she was up on the second <clears> floor and. 
um, all the months before her death, she was complaining. She kept hearing the sounds of someone telling her to open her window. Oh. And then one day, they found her with her window open. Hmm. It, was, it was just creepy. I changed a little bit in there um, based on what he told me. Um, I ended it the way he wanted me to end it. Um, um, but I did put in the information that they told me to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of the fun, too, um, and, and part of the healing process. It's okay if you want to change it a little bit to, to come out the way you want um, or the wish you had. But it's really important that if you're feeling any PTSD and trauma from these experiences, especially with ghosts, some are very friendly, some aren't, um, go ahead and talk about it. Um, people do, in fact, still practice witchcraft today. And sometimes these ghosts aren't really ghosts. There's something else. And they mean, may need to be dealt with. And um, there's a simple ritual that can be done to get rid of them. And um, I did not know that until one of my readers wrote in to me about it. Because um, they literally thought they were losing their bloody mind. Mm. And, and, of course, other people use priests and stuff like that. And I may mention uh, different things in the book, second book, that there are people, in, and it's shocking to even think that this happens today, but people on so-called missionary work mm-hmm. where point the children and say they're um, possessed or something, or they're doing witchcraft just to make a buck. Yep. And that disgusts me. Yeah. I'm a yeah, hard they, to, they hard get a lot of office. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang tight, my dear. Um, uh, we're just going to sign off here, and um, you and I will just chat for another couple of minutes, if you don't mind. Uh, thank you again very much right. for being on here. And uh, that's it for this, this episode, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did, and everyone take care. Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to PurplePlanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants 